the Links and Locks podcast. Podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. (laughs) Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Four. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Links and Locks podcast, our best bets. I'm Jason Sobel from Golf Bet. He's Ben Everill from the PGA Tour. Yes, as we always do, we're going to go through our 18 favorite bets, playing 18 holes for this week's PGA Championship. Benny and I on site at Southern Hills. Ben, this place looks pure with about seven U's in the world. Oh, mate, looks sensational out there, doesn't it? I mean, it's my first trip to Oklahoma, I've got to admit. First time seeing a bit of the course today, and it just looked absolutely primed for a big-time tournament with some big-name players, as we know that they're all here. It should be a fantastic week. I can't wait. Well, that is not fair, because I had to come here both in 2001, where I sweated out a Retief Goose and Mark Brooks playoff on a Monday afternoon when I was supposed to be playing golf instead, and then 2007, where it was Oh, about 193 degrees here for the entire week. It was absolutely brutal. I will take May for a PGA championship in Tulsa. No offense to the good people of Tulsa. I love it here, but May is a little more palatable than August. So we're going to go through our best bets. And yes, it might, I'm telling you folks, be a little chalky this week. Benny and I were on the shuttle bus coming back from the course and we're going over our picks a little bit. And it's really hard, first of all, to get past the top tier this week. And it's also really hard to eliminate anybody. I think more than anything this week, the process of elimination that we usually go through on a weekly basis. Okay. I can look at the top 10 on the board and say, okay, he's too short. He doesn't have the right game for it too short, uh, at least in the odds market. This guy, I don't necessarily like this week. He's not in form. You look at it and you go, I don't know where I'm fading players because quite frankly, everyone's coming in in some semblance of form coming into this we've got a lot of really good players and that i think makes it a lot harder to get into that mid-tier and the longer tier to find players who might have a little bit of a longer number who have a chance of winning this week yeah 100 i mean and look i know that phil mickelson won this thing last year at high odds but it's just not what's usually happens here and i just feel like so many good players in the mix we saw it also at the masters when obviously world number one at the time scotty scheffler went and took down Cameron Smith and Rory McIlroy. The chalk was at the top. And until I see something different, I feel like we're going to get that in these big events going forward. So apologies to those out there looking for huge numbers. We might not have the usual plays that they might want, but doesn't mean we can't get some good picks and make some cash. I've got a couple of long shots, a couple of sleepers in here as okay. well. There are some big numbers on some big names. So we'll get into that. All right, we're going to play 18 holes. Let's get to the first tee. Benny, as always, you are on the tee. Start us off. First of all, I'm going to give you an outright play. This is not going to surprise many people. It's going to be a big play for a lot of people. But look, I think this can be the week we see a career grand slam and Jordan Spieth take out this victory. He's coming in with a win at RBC Heritage. He's second last week. He's about 18 to 1 in some markets, 20 to 1 if you get lucky. I really feel like this is the type of course that sets up for Jordan. You know, it's not too tough off the tee if you can get in those tricky spots around the greens, he has the absolute gem of a short game we've seen him do before. I think he'll be right up there. And if he can hold his nerve on Sunday, and if he didn't use too much energy, finishing second at Byron Nelson last week, I'm going to go Jordan Smith. Get on him. You are speaking my language, except I'm not going to speak this language until the very end. Hmm. Revealing a little bit right there. Okay, we go to the second hole. And I'm going to give you one of these players who, okay, he's not necessarily a long shot play, but he sort of feels like it with the number next to his name. 
Billy Horschel is the number 14 ranked player in the world. And as I've written this week, I think that if you haven't been paying too much attention to golf, maybe you just look at the major championships and you go through the world ranking right now and you say, okay, one through 13. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I thought this guy was a little bit higher. This guy was a little bit lower, but for the most part, the top 13 on the world ranking, you kind of nod your head and go, okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. You get to number 14. You go, Billy Horschel is ranked that highly in the OWGR. Yeah, he is. He's played some of the best golf of his career so far this year. Now, I've found him in the FanDuel marketplace, and granted, it's Monday evening right now, and odds are very divergent, let's say, on many of the websites, as they usually are on a Monday. And I would think that they'd get a little bit closer in most of the books as we move on. But on FanDuel, Billy Horschel, the 14th ranked player in the world, is 90 to 1. He is 30th on the board on FanDuel. Now, to me, when we talk about value, which we often do, that screams value to me. I will play Billy Horschel a little bit, just kind of sprinkling up and down the board a a little bit outright. I think he's got some win equity. He is a guy that, you know, maybe if everything goes right for him, he can certainly beat some of the top players out there. But a little top five, a little top 10, a little top 20, just kind of sprinkling around on Billy Horschel, who's had a really good year to date. Okay, third hole, Benny. Nice find, but I'm going to go from the third hole into the top 40 market. After having a little success there, I think I might have picked the winner, <laughs> actually, as a top 40. Uh, we got a little value back. Might have been 110, He indeed was top 40 that last week. He definitely was in the top 40. I'm going to go again. Look, I always like to look for someone in the plus money, the top 40. Obviously, a lot of guys in the negatives here. But look, guy, last start win, looking pretty good. Max Homer, you can get 110, 120, 130. 140 for a top 40. I like Max Homer just to keep his role going and finish in the top 40. Do I think he's going to contend for the win? I said this about Cage League. No, I don't. But I think he can finish top 40. I will get to some Homa in just a little bit here because I like that as well. I'll go with my top 40s here. There are a whole bunch of guys in this mid-tier that have really good numbers, plus money odds for a top 40 this week. I'm going to give you two of them. Robert McIntyre, who's eight for eight, making the cut in major championships so far in his young career for the 25-year-old. Alex Norin, who looked like he was primed to make a little good run up the leaderboard last week. I will credit my friend Ben on Twitter, who's been on Twitter spaces with you and I, Benny, who said Alex Norin, not you, Ben. I listen to other Bens out there, but he said (laughs) Alex Norin, uh, he likes this week. And I, I started looking at, you know what? That's a nice play. Top 40, very conservative, but plus 130 for McIntyre, plus 140 for Norin. And really this is less about those two players in particular and more about, hey, if you're in this to win money, I get it. Some of us just want lottery tickets and hey, I just want somebody at big odds has a chance to win on Sunday. Nothing wrong with that. But if you're really in this to turn a profit on a weekly basis, like many are, look at those plus money odds for a top 40 this week. Fifth hole now, another just short plus money, but a plus 120. I like this guy potentially in your outright top five, top 10 as well, but I'm going to stick him in top 20 plus 120, 130, 140 around the horn. Xander Shoffley, big finish last week at the Byron Nelson, coming off the team win with Patrick Cantlay. I think Xander will contend sometime on Sunday. I'm not prepared to say he'll win this thing, but I do feel like this could be a week where he could push the narrative at some point and have people thinking he could make that major championship jump. Obviously, gold medalist at the Olympics. Uh, looking for another victory here. We so often talk about the PGA Championship testing every part of a player's game. If I look at the elite players in the world who are balanced, who do everything really well, both Shoffley and, as you mentioned, Patrick Cantley, his teammate at the Zura Classic, these are two guys who 
are ranked 63rd or better in every major strokes gain category. And so they do everything, if not really well, then pretty well. And so I, I think those should work really well this week. All right, six hole. I'm going to go with a guy who might just be a PGA championship type player. And we don't often say that about guys. We often say, okay, this guy, his game suits Augusta national, or this guy plays really well on tough golf courses. He's a U.S. open guy, or this guy, he's very creative, use the ground. Let's take him for the open championship. We don't often say it about guys for the PGA, but Tony Finau has three top 10 finishes and seven career starts at the PGA. I still think he's got a very high ceiling. I know that he hasn't shown it, only two career victories on the PGA Tour, but I'm going to be a little conservative here, taking for top 10s and top 20s, but I don't mind a little sprinkle on Tony Finau to win this week with a decent-sized number next to his name. Hasn't played his best golf this year, but he was runner-up at the Mexico Open two starts ago, so I think there's some value in playing Tony Finau this week. I wish I could find reasons against half the things we're going to say today, but <laughs> it's, it's so hard to do that. Yeah. Look, I'm going to just jump back in on names I've already mentioned here because I saw this little parlay on DraftKings. You know, I don't usually jump in on this, but I figured why not have a look here. You mentioned the teammates, Cantlay, Shoffley, and I've already mentioned I think Jordan Spieth can win this week. For all three of those to make the top 10, you can get on that for 3,500. I think I saw or 4,000 it might have been. So those three in the top 10, all of them, obviously, 3,500. I didn't mind the look of that. I'm working on my ranking of the field. I'll probably only go about 50 deep. I'm going to be a little lazy this week, to be honest. But I have all three of those guys in my top 10. It is a very chalky, admittedly, top 10. But uh, I do like all three of them. So I I think that's a really nice play. I like that. I hadn't seen that one in the marketplace, but I think that's a really good play. All right. Eighth hole. Look, I hate the term backdoor top five. It's stupid. It's silly. It's stupid. Would you rather have players get front door top fives? I assume if a backdoor top five means... You play your best golf on Sunday when you're out of it and somehow wind up with a top five finish. I guess a front door top five would be, hey, I'm leading for three and a half rounds. And then I choked it away at the end and finished in a share of fourth place. I don't like that any better than playing your best golf on Sunday. In any case, Rory McIlroy, for much of his adult life, has been saddled with the label of being a backdoor top five finisher. Whether it's a backdoor or a front door or any other type of top five, I like Rory a lot this week. I'm taking him for a top five at plus 350. He's finished top five at each of his last two starts. Let me finish out the nine. I always like to do that with a long shot. I like to sort of throw, if I can, a big name. Now, look, I've forgotten the gentleman's name that like took a crack at me for being very Aussie-centric, but I can't not pick an Aussie somewhere. So this is where I'm going to throw it up. And I'm going to throw this one up because I've been doing so. I've been teasing him the last few weeks. I do think Jason Day between 80 and 120, depending on where you can get 120 to one, is pretty decent to sprinkle around some of those, you know, top 40s, top 20s and outright as well. He has been trending to some of his best golf. He just needs to put it together over four days. He's obviously won this tournament before. It's the type of tournament that does set up for him the best out of the majors. And if you're not so big on that he is also at least five to one in most markets to be the top australian so that would be to beat the likes of leishman smith scott cam davis uh, minwoo lee lucas herbert you can get jason at pretty decent odds to be the best australian so he's my long shot this week i think that he can find some of that magic if he just gets his mental game there across those the weekend part of it well you never know I can't wait to tell all those other Aussie players. Ben Everill is taking Jason Day ahead of you this week. Cam Smith, Mark Leishman, Adam Scott. Ben Everill is fading you against Jason Day 
as top Aussie. Oh, they're going to be so mad at you. You're never getting a quote from them ever again. All right. As we make the turn as that was the ninth hole, let's talk about PGA tour, pick them live. We do this every week. Tell the people, especially those who haven't listened to the pod before exactly what this is all about. Get onto uh, PGA tour, pick them live. As you said, it's basically a free to play game where you're going to make picks as if they were bets uh, and get rewarded points instead of money with no risk to yourself. I said it's free to play. And if you are able to make the correct picks in the outright top 10, the top 20 market, also usually some three balls, first round leader, make the cut, depending on what day you play, you get rewarded, as I said, with coins. And the players at the end of the week, when you can make these changes at any stage during the tournament, they're going to win up to $5,000. There's $5,000 in free money there to grab. As we always suggest, you always start with someone at a bit higher odds. I suggested Ryan Palmer last week, and mm. he was going pretty decent for That's a while good. before he fell away. Obviously, KH Lee would have been a great pick to, if you picked him up early, and that's what the winner last week was able to do. This week, as I said, I just mentioned Jason Day as a potential. There's quite a few others that you might get at decent odds. Someone like a Will Zalatoris, even if you're a Tiger Woods fan and you think he can do something, he maybe is the one you can get in the 100 plus to one market. But yeah, look, you want to start with someone big number and make your jump when you think it's time for who might win. Okay, as we get to the 10th hole, I'll give you a couple of plays that could be some decent outrights with huge numbers next to their names. We know they have some win equity. And I, I don't know that they're necessarily either one of them are going to win, but you throw a couple of bucks there, you play them in PGA Tour, pick them live. Maybe, maybe. First guy, Bubba Watson. We know Bubba oh, yeah. Watson can win a PGA championship. Bubba is 200 to one in the betting marketplace this week. He's the same number as Oliver Becker. Really? That doesn't (laughs) seem to make a whole lot of sense. Look on any given week, Bubba can certainly blow up and shoot a couple of 76s. We know that Uh, it's a low floor, but it's also a potentially high ceiling. Again, at that number, I don't mind taking a chance on Bubba Watson. And the other guy, look, we saw a 50 year old win this event last year, a guy who turns 49 this coming Saturday Stuart Sink playing some really good golf, hitting it longer than he ever has before. He's been top 10 in two of his last four starts. Remember, 21 years is a long time to hold a little vengeance, but this is the course where the 2001 U.S. Open, he kind of quick played his par putt on 18, thinking that I believe it was Retief Goosen was about to win. Goosen misses. Stuart Sink sitting there like, oh, my goodness. All I had to do was par, and I would have been in an 18-hole playoff on Monday afternoon. And he didn't. So if someone's looking for a little revenge on Southern Hills, Stuart Sink at 300 to one. Again, do I think he's going to win? Probably not. Do I think he could be up there early on and maybe he could trade off of that a little bit? Sure. Why not? So those are a couple of big numbers that I'm looking at. Yeah, I like that. Man. Other, other ones I can throw out there just for those who do like to get a bit of pick them live in is obviously I can mention other Aussies. Mark Leishman, I've seen it between 180 and 300 to one. Oof. Charles Warsaw, who played pretty decent last week, 180 to 200 to one. Have a look down there and you know maybe have your little lottery pick if you want. Yeah, I'm going to go to a first round lead. A guy that I thought actually at one stage last week I thought was going to win the Byron Nelson and ended up not winning the Byron Nelson. Hideki Matsuyama. Mm. Coming off some form. Can he keep the heater going? Ball striker extraordinary. If he gets the ball in the fairway, hits those greens, I can see him having a pretty decent first round, especially if he gets a morning tick down or whatever. We're not aware of that at this moment, but 4,000 to 5,000. I saw Hideki first round leader across different places. I feel like that's value compared to what you're getting in others. You know, you're getting your Rams and your Shefflers and your Spice. They're looking at some of them at 20 to 1, 25 to 1 for first round lead. I always want to see 40 to 1 or more on the first round lead. So I like Hideki. Yeah, I'm with you as we get to the 12th hole. I like going a little bit deeper for my first round leader plays. I feel like this is a major. Let's stick with what got us here. 
and a couple of guys that I play for first round leader bets all the time. And again, I'm giving you two options here. I might even give you three options because as we're speaking right now, tea times are not out. They should be out on Tuesday. By the time you're listening to this, you can check out the tea times and figure out who's in the morning wave, which I certainly like better before the wind starts blowing a little bit. Keegan Bradley and Russell Henley, two guys that we always look at for Thursday hot starts. They've been really good on Thursdays over the last couple of years. And I mentioned Billy Horschel earlier. I will throw him on that as well. Whether you're playing maybe DFS in the early showdowns on Thursday, or if you're looking for a first round leader play, I think those guys have some value with their numbers. All right. 13th all, Benny. Now, look, I know I talked up Jason, (laughs) but I do think that Cam Smith can still get some love for top 10. I know that he has not had a good record at the PGA Championship and he was not going to be on my card until I spent time with him this afternoon, watched him play nine holes at Southern Hills and was pretty killer around those greens. Now, Mm -hmm. hopefully he's not off the sides of the greens or in these runoffs or, or having to hit the shots that he was practicing from all the tough spots. But what I was seeing was just, Vintage Cameron Smith short game. We know that's what helped him win the players. Because of that, and that alone, I've drafted him in 275 to 350 for a top 10 in different markets. Cameron Smith, I'm going to go with that. Plus, I also did mention to him, because this is one of the only weeks I had a half a chat with you beforehand and that you had said that I might fade your man Cameron Smith this week. Yeah. So I let him know that there are some people, I didn't tell him you exactly, oh, okay. uh-huh. but there's some, some experts that didn't mm-hmm. think he could tend as is his want. He got a little bit, you know, fired up to prove some people wrong. So I love it when he's got a chip on his shoulder. I have no doubt that I have reverse jinxed Cameron Smith and he's going to play some really good golf. My favorite fade over the last month has been better than some of my other plays. So absolutely Cameron Smith. The reason, by the way, it's not that I don't like Cam Smith. It's just that he's the same number outright as Xander Shoffley, Dustin Johnson, Shane Lowry, some other players that I like. It's more about from the number that he's at to start this week. There are other guys that I just like a little bit better. And that said, I'm going to fade him in this bet that I'm about to give you a three yeah, ball over fun. at DraftKings. Will Zalatoris, who I think a lot of people would have been on before the miscut last week. Look, Zalatoris mm-hmm. isn't really a guy who's going to go super low, especially in an event where you got to shoot 26 under to win it. He missed the cut last week. I think some people will be off of him a little bit. In a three ball over Cameron Smith and Daniel Berger at plus 180, I think this is going to be more yeah. Zalatoris' speed where – hey, you don't have to birdie eight holes in a round to keep pace with everybody else. So I, I like him in that matchup. It's a pretty good number. 15th hole for you. He let me down on the top 10 last week, but Scotty mm. Scheffler, 330, top five. I think this is a favorite course of his. He's talked about how good it is. He came up here last week and shot, by all reports, a 64, I think what the report yep. was, without yep. even trying. And apparently, like, he was six under on the back nine or whatever it was. He just absolutely annihilated the place. He's obviously in a great frame of mind. He doesn't have the fear of trying to win one of these things or anything big. He's top of the world. I expect that he'll keep that role going and will be in the mix come Sunday. Only that I've got a couple of other guys, as I said, as my outrights ahead of him. Have I not slatted him in the outright market? But you could absolutely look at him across the board. I'm going Sheffler, top five, 330. It's almost no fun to bet Scotty Scheffler these days. He's too yeah. good. I mean, just too take good. him off the board. It's just, it's no fun. That's easy money at some point, right? whether it's top five, top 10, you're going to cash some Scotty Scheffler tickets on there. 16th hole. You mentioned Max Homa earlier. I've got him in a group of five bet over at DraftKings over Australian Adam Scott. That's right. Faden Scotty on this one. Russell Henley. I said, I liked him for a first round leader bet, but Maybe not for the full event. Jason Kokrak, Cameron Young, who ooh, that scares me a little bit because I do like him. But Max Homa over the four of those players, plus 300. You're getting three to one odds just to beat those four other guys. 
Cam Young, though, is one of the ones you write. He's a little scary. He'd be one of the ones to look at for long odds. Yeah. Whether at 80, 100 to 1. They're not long enough. He is, not long enough? He has right. gotten on the radar a little bit that people are like, oh, this Cameron Young guy, is, he's pretty good. All right. Good to know. Good to know. All right. Let me finish off my favorite era. Look, I think, obviously, the great story would obviously be Speed, who I mentioned earlier, gets the career slam if he wins. But my other chalk, again, based on help me go over the line by something that was seen today, Rory McIlroy, mm-hmm. 16, 18, 20, depending on where he was, what, second at the Masters with that big finish, fifth recently at the Wells Fargo at a course that he hadn't played before, even though he was defending. Rory just seems to be potentially getting himself back to where he can be one of those guys. He's obviously going to need a better start than he has in most majors in the last couple of years. He's going to need to be there or thereabouts from the word go, not give up a big start. But also today in practice round, I think it was the second or third hole, he hold out with a nine iron effortlessly. Bit of a crowd ruckus. Everyone was important. Everyone was pretty excited. And then his old man and Paddy Harry said, Oh, yeah, let's see you do it again. No word of a lie. Dropped a ball, lipped out the second attempt. Wow. With a nine iron from the fairway. Almost hold two in a row on demand. He's clearly dialed in. Can he get it together over the four rounds? It's the only question. I think he can. He's lucky I wasn't there watching that. I would have run out to the fairway, pulled Rory off the course, go, dude, it's Monday. Stop. We're going to put you somewhere for three more days, show up on Thursday and keep swinging like that. I do like Rory a lot. I've got him number two on my final ranking behind only this player. We're going to put a little bookend on the pod because we started with him on the first hole. We're going back to him on the 18th hole. Jordan Spieth, like you said, anywhere from 18 to 20 to one. I've got plenty of narratives to take walking down narrative street first of all there is the narrative of statistical evidence he has been number one t to green strokes gained in each of his last two starts oh by the way a win and a runner-up finish if he just puts a little bit better i mean it, it could be really good for jordan there's the confidence narrative i hosted a show on sirius xm pga tour radio a few days ago with craig stadler and stadler said You know, when Jordan's not really confident, he really doesn't play well. But when he's confident, he plays really, really well. And I know that sounds like analysts speak. That sounds like something we say about everybody. Oh, when he's confident, he's really good. I think it applies to Jordan Spieth more so than anybody. If you watched him during the weekend of the Byron Nelson, he thought he was going to hole every single shot that he hit. And if he didn't hole it, he thought he was going to either chip in or make the putt. He just looks like a different player than he did a few months ago. looks like he's brimming with confidence right now. And then... Of course, there's a narrative of, like you said, trying to get that career grand slam, trying to jump ahead in line of Phil Mickelson, who's always wanted that U.S. Open victory. Rory McIlroy, we always thought he will or could win a Masters, a green jacket. But Jordan Spieth needs that final leg. Could happen this week. I love for it to happen. He's trending in the right direction. He is indeed my favorite play. All right, Benny and I are going to go tear up Tulsa. Remember, you can listen to this podcast every single week, anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Download, subscribe, rate, and yes, listen every single week. Not just to the majors, but every PGA Tour event. For Ben Everill, I'm Jason Sobel. Good luck with all of your plays for this week's PGA Championship. Here's open you! Hit the green! <laughs>